Welcome back to One Winning Pod. We are in the MLB All-Star break. You've got Ravens players in Florida practicing together and just chilling. Everyone's just doing their own thing. So we're going to kind of just do our own thing for this episode when there's really not that much news to talk about. Like, sure, we could talk about JK asking for a contract, but that's been boring and not interesting and that'll sort itself out. Like, <laughs> we'll have plenty of time to talk about that. Why, why worry about it now? Um, we're going to just talk about what it's like to be a fan right now in this Baltimore sports area and just other things we want to talk about. It's going to be kind of the, I've been joking, the summer of fun episode where we just kind of just, you know, we're just us. We're Alec, Peter, and Chris. Basically, you know, the conversations we always allude to <laughs> that happen before and after the show, just like in the show, because why harp over meaningless workout videos when we could talk about, you know, what brings us together as a community? Yeah, I mean, it, it feels like the episode started 10 minutes ago because that's basically <laughs> what it's going to be. It's going to be us talking. Um, but yeah, I, I think to start out with, um, we really got to talk a little bit about, about the other Baltimore sports team here. The, the O's, all-star break, all-star game is tonight. We got Adley Rutschman, Austin Hayes, Yanir Cano, Felix Bautista representing the Orioles. And it's really just, it's incredible to see this rebuild finally uh, come to fruition. Um, incredible how quickly it's been, too. I mean, gosh, your cornerstone player is the first player that the new front office selected. You know, that's it's just crazy how lucky the Orioles were with that. And really, I, you, and you got a lot of excitement over the Ravens. This is, I, I know our show's about the Ravens, but I, I think this town is at its best when both these teams are at the top of their game. And hopefully we'll see a, a really great season from the Ravens, and hopefully the Orioles can keep this up in the second half. But, yeah, it feels good. It feels good to have both these teams doing well. And the Orioles, if you're not a baseball fan, I would at least check one game out before preseason starts because this team is so much fun to watch, and I think they can convert non-baseball people. I really do. This is... This is different than the Buck Showalter team. And, and with all due respect to those guys, because they were great, but their baseball in comparison to this was a little boring. It was smash a bunch of homers and then hang on on the bullpen, and that was you're going to ride or die by that. But this team, they can play baseball any way they want. They want. That's what, they got a ton of players, a ton of different players, and it's been a lot of fun seeing what they can do. Yeah, I'll say for me, I know, um, I can't remember if I mentioned it on the pod, but I, I, I know, you know, I've talked to you guys, you know, offhand and stuff that like the, the Orioles for me have never kind of been that, that, that team for, for me to watch. Like I've, I've watched a little bit of baseball and I honestly, but it, it, it really ebbs and flows and, you know, I can't remember, I honestly couldn't tell you like a season that I was like, Oh yeah, I watched like, a ton of baseball that season. I, I really like, I just don't have that in my memory bank. Um, and it's weird, you know, it, it I, I think it kind of goes back to what you said, Peter of, you know, just the, you know, the team, the, or the city rather being at its best with when both teams are good. Um, because really, you know, it, it, uh, you know, you, you lose something from it. I think you lose a lot of those sort of, you know, more casual fans. I guess I'll, I'll put myself in that category for baseball. Definitely more of a casual fan. But you lose a lot of that if it's just, you know, boring baseball or losing baseball. It's just not not so fun. But, but yeah, I mean, I think it's great. Um, you know, I've I've been able to watch a couple games this, this, uh, this season now. And, um, you know, it's a lot of fun. You know, I think, I think it was one of kind of the uh, – you know, reasons of doing this episode really was to, you know, like Alex said at the top, was not really to, to talk much about football because there's not really that much going on right now. But we thought we'd, you know, have a little bit of a conversation about um, the other stuff that kind of brings us joy and that we like to talk about, we like to do for fun, um, you know, even if it's not just, you know, football. Um, you know, there are plenty of, plenty of other guys out there um, who, you know, do football year-round, uh, football content year-round, and they're great. You know, we've had a lot of them on the show. We've been on other shows of guys who, you know, I put in that category of like, you know, live and die football all the time. And, you know, with, with respect to those guys, of course, you know, I, I wouldn't necessarily put myself in that category. I think I'm like a category below it. Um, certainly during the season, like I'm all about it. I'm going to consume as much content, watch as much film as I can and try and like maximize my attention as much as I can toward that sort of stuff. 
But uh, you know, when the off season hits, man, I gotta say, <laughs> you know, I'm sure you guys would agree, but <laughs> it's uh, it's a lot harder, I think, for us to kind of get involved with that. There's so many other things to kind of uh, you know divide our attention, and uh, you know, now the O's being one of them. But um, you know, I'm s- certain there's uh, a lot more stuff that you know we uh, you know divides our attention. Yeah, Chris, I think that's super well said. I, I think I always love um, everything in the right dose, and like my wife would tell you, I love football. I I talk about it all the time if I could, but at the same time, like when there's nothing to talk about, I'm very comfortable just being like, you know what? Let's just not, (laughs) you know, let's, let's talk about other things. And like the Orioles have been a beautiful thing this year. I think it's so awesome that this year, not only are they performing so well, but the game is so much better. Like I can't get over how much better the game is as a product to watch this year versus last year. Um, I just think it's so much more engaging. I think it's a lot more fun and I don't think it's just because the team's better. I really don't. Because like our team was good last year at the end of the year too, it's just night and day. Like the the speed of the pitches, uh, I think stealing is a lot more fun because it's a lot. It's not a lot easier, but it's easier. Um, the shift is is caused more balls in play. I mean, everything they wanted to do, they accomplished, and I think it's just been a lot of fun watching uh, the sport and enjoying the O's. And I'm I'm glad to see more people in Orange around town. I'm glad to see. The enthusiasm for it, uh, you know, people are starting to really believe, I think, uh, particularly, I think, in, like, literally in the last week, you know, there was a little bit of a darkness and everyone was like, ah, the Orioles back to their old ways, you know, that, that narrative started spinning up. And I was like, guys, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, this is a disappointing 10-game stretch, but like, come on. And then they they respond with five straight wins, uh, absolutely creaming the Yankees. Love to see that, you know, <laughs> and I just... Uh, I think that was uh, such a statement going into this all-star break. Um, so much young talent that just pulled up. More come. Um, trades like could happen. I mean, this is, this is awesome, man. Like, this is, a, this is a real team. Lots of fun. And uh, the best is yet to come, I really think. Like, this, I honestly think this will be the worst year of this, of this series coming forward. And that's hard to believe because it's a lot of fun right now. Yeah, I, I mean... You're right. What they what the Orioles are doing here. If, if you're someone who who hasn't paid super close attention, um, they're building a dynasty. Like this is going to be a decade plus. Mm-hmm. This is the beginning of a decade plus of this team just going out there and competing for a high playoff seed year in and year out. Um, they they've gotten a, a ton of young talent. Adley Rutschman, like we've said, Gunnar Henderson's come up. He's done things. They just brought up Jordan Westberg and Colton Kowser. They're doing great things. Um, and you still got some of the guys who were around from the from the rebuild, you know, who were coming up through the minors and, and just got to the majors right as the floor came out under the 2017 Orioles. Uh, Cedric Mullins, uh, Austin Hayes, um, both of which have made an all-star game in the past three seasons. Uh, Anthony Santander, uh, you know, rule five guy we got from Boston. He's, he's been a really solid bat for us. Uh, Mount Castle has been up and down, but you know, he's been part of it too. Starting pitching is still a question, but you know, we've seen some positive signs from, from the projects, uh, that we traded, uh, for, from other organizations, Kyle Bradish, Dean Kremer, Tyler Wells. Um, you know, you want a little more from them, but they're showing, that they could possibly be holdover guys until you're able to develop the guys in the minors a little longer. And of course the, the bullpen finds they've, they've found. So yeah, this is, this is not a flash in the pan. This is something that is going to be around here for a while. So yeah, it's exciting to see the Orioles have a plan and that plan come to fruition and hopefully, you know, for the next decade plus, we're seeing a lot of playoff appearances from both Baltimore teams. I think that's definitely a huge possibility with how both of those organizations are running their front offices right now. One thing that I think is really bonkers in this whole setup is we have such a huge amount of talent in the minors that I've been seeing some like proposed trades where you give up like, you know, three pieces for one ace. And I'm like, these are all good players. They all should start. They all should be, you know, in a lineup. Like, how ridiculous is this? But I think that's actually kind of how the MLB works because, like, if do right, you have this this huge amount. Like, we're getting to the point now where we don't have a top of the lineup. Like, we do because there is a person that kick, you know starts first. But when your 7, 8, 9 is basically as scary as your 1, 2, 3, you know, <laughs> and so on. Like, that's awesome. 
I mean, we're really getting to that point where we've got excellent hitters top to bottom. We have pitchers that are producing, I think, above expectation and, and are showing promise. Honestly, I think they're looking a little bit better. You know, they, I don't, I would say I'm starting to become a believer. You know, it's like, oh, they've been performing pretty well, but like, can they keep it up? And they, and they have. So you're like, okay, maybe they're, you know, turning a corner. And, you know, like Wells had a great performance the last uh, game, didn't give up any home runs. It's kind of his Achilles heel. And I think, you know, if we keep building on stuff like that, that's, that's huge for the organization get it in a, a pitcher. They actually drafted some pitchers. We just came off of the draft. Um, apparently they drafted their first pick. Some guy is super fast and could like steal all the bases like Ellie just did <laughs> this weekend. I don't, if you didn't see that highlight, man, highly recommend. It's, it's just kind of wild to watch. <laughs> I'm telling you, Baltimore, Cincinnati, that's going to be a world series in the next couple, sometime in the next couple of years. We're going to have, we're going to have two rivalries with Cincinnati. It's going to be interesting. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> You're probably right. Actually. <laughs> But yeah, it's, it's just so cool to see this. Um, I don't know about you guys, but you know, some of this is we're going to talk about what fandom means in our life. I think, you know, talking about why we do this. And I think sometimes that thought does cross your mind as, you know, we get older and we're like, we're having a great time doing the podcast, but you know, more is going on in life, more work responsibilities, more family responsibilities. And it's like, you know, sometimes you come down to pod and you're just like, oh man, you know, all the stuff that, you know, I also need to be doing. We're doing this too. But it's always a blast. It's always a blast doing this. And I think it's just, you know, there's something about fandom that I think is just so important in life. Whether the team's doing good or not, it's just such a great escape from reality to, like, just take your mind off all the shit that goes on in the world. I mean, you know, just just go to news site of choice. Hopefully it's one that's reputable. But, you know, you look at it, and there's just, like, so much on there that just makes you, like, just to have like no hope for the future and stuff like that. And, you know, I think we all really enjoy the careers we've picked, but of course, you know, there's a lot of responsibility with that. And that can be a drag when you're going to work week in and week out. It's just nice to have, you know, fandom to like sit back and, you know, cheer on your, your squad, whether they're doing well or not. And, you know, just, just come together with other fans and, and enjoy that together. Enjoy that escape from reality together. I don't know. I think as I grow older, I really appreciate that more, you know, just learning more and more about what the world's about and stuff like that. It's, it's cool to still have something that, you know, can kind of bring out your inner child and just like break down barriers, which between people, which can be, you know, harder and harder as you get older and particularly in today's climate. For sure. Yeah. The, the, I mean, the, the social aspect of, of the podcast and, and just of sports in general, I think has been great. Um, you know, all would always look forward to like, you know, last season, um, you know, with Alec and I and, and corresponding K fish and sometimes Peter going to, uh, you know, some of the home games last year, it was always really nice to look forward to like drive, you know, driving over to, to meet Alec and K fish over at the, over at the grocery store parking lot, we'll go down eat three, <laughs> you know, have a nice conversation, be able to get there. We all made our, you know, some great food that we, that we made last night, uh, the previous day and, you know, just kind of hang out for a couple hours and go watch the game and, you know, go all the way back. It, it's a whole day affair. You know, I, I, I can, I, I can understand from some people that maybe don't want to have like the whole day affair. That's only if you go to the games, but what I'm talking more about is about the just social aspect of, you know, looking forward to a day that week where you can just kind of like, you know, like what you said, Peter, right. Just kind of really relax and, and enjoy the day and, you know, look forward to, you know, seeing people that, you know, you may not have seen during the week and everything. I, I really appreciate that. Um, it's a lot of fun. And, you know, not to mention too, just, you know, all the great, you know, guests and, and that we've had on the pod that we wouldn't honestly would never have, have talked to ever. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just thinking about some of the guys of, you know, from the other teams, like, uh, you know, uh, Justin from our, our Cincinnati fan, like, never would have seen the guy. I mean, he was a couple States away. And the fact that he's been on a couple times, you had the relationship with him and, um, you know, Titans fan Tim and a couple of these other guys, like, you know, um, we just wouldn't have made these connections. And I think it's really cool that, you know, we get to keep some of these up and, and meet some people, um, both from in the pod and then kind of like fans of the pod or, or people, you know, people that listen. Um, I think that's really cool. Yeah. I think, um, the chat we have with a few listeners and, uh, just like some of the friendships we've made. It's so cool. I was talking to Calvin the other day uh, and he was like, yeah, like I love how I've met so many great people through 
this fan, like, you know, being a, a Ravens fan and like Twitter and whatever. And just like that, it's hard to make friends when you become an adult, right? Like, you know, maybe you make some friends at work, <laughs> um, but like, you know, it's, it's sometimes like more difficult to make friends and like fandom's a, another place for that. You know, we met people at the tailgate, you know, there's different people, you know, they bring somebody over and they become a regular, you know, whatever, things like that. Kind of cool. Have this one little thing, you know, that you're, you're a fan of, and then you become fan of it. Like, you realize, oh, they have this other interest I have too. And that's, that's pretty cool as well. And, um, I think it's just kind of special how it kind of brings people together. Uh, you know, you, you see like, you know, strangers hugging at games, <laughs> you know, after a big moment because <laughs> they're just so excited. They don't even know who they are, but like we all are supporting this action that happened right now, you know, and that's, uh, that's super, that's super neat as well. And yeah, I think it's, it's really special to kind of create those bonds and like, you know, even outside of, of the football, right? Like, um, you know, two of you guys have been on Ken's show just recently with his expectation series and I'll be on it eventually. And like, we never knew Ken before we started the show and, and he's been great to us and like, um, always good to chat with him and like even talking to him outside of, of, of football stuff, you know, just life stuff and all. And, and you can say the same thing about Jason from all the films. He's been awesome for us as well. And I mean, we, the list can go on and on of just people in the community. You know, we've had coach Evans on a couple of times and, um, Cole came on that one time, you know, like we, we've had some fun with this show and met some people and, um, it's been a lot of fun, you know, it's, and it'll continue to be fun. Like Peter said, I think like we're entering an, almost a new stage of the pod and, uh, for like the three of us. And I think we're super excited about it and it's cool how like it's gotten us even closer as friends. But yeah, you know, speaking of, uh, speaking of new stages and everything, I know, yeah, this season will be a l- little bit different. I mean, not like, you know, dramatically different. I mean, um, you know, Peter kind of went through this, uh, a couple of years back. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm, I know in, you know, a couple of weeks I'm going to have my first child. So for a couple of weeks, it's going to be a little bit, uh, a little bit of the Peter and Al- uh, Peter and Alex show and that's okay. <laughs> we should have guests. Um, after that. <laughs> yeah, we should definitely have some guests. <laughs> we should have guests. <laughs> yeah. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, you know, I won't be gone forever, but, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, you know, the time commitment, I think, you know, going back to that is going to be a little bit different, but you know, um, you know, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to being able to come back and finally have, you know, reprieve and, and talk football a little bit. Um, I'm hoping I can still watch all the games. Um, I think some of the preseason might be a little, little iffy. Uh, but then again, I have game pass, so might, might <laughs> yeah. be okay. Honestly, <laughs> watching like a preseason game and like the 35, you know, shot of adrenaline that is <laughs> game pass is not the worst idea. <laughs> yeah. It's the way to go. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if I'm going to be watching any preseason games live just for that. You know, once I discovered that you can just do that, I'm like, oh, why do I need to sit around and, and wait for the good stuff to happen when I can just figure out what do I need to watch, you know, later? <laughs> well, it's also like, I think the preseason stuff too, because it's not as like regimented in schedule. Like I think we right. have one of them yeah. on, like, on Monday. I mean, Monday night games are real. Like, don't get me wrong, but there's like, I think one on a Saturday, you know, just like, it's a little more. Oh, yeah. They're like timing. weird times, like Thursday night or like Thursday, Wednesday night sometimes. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. So, yeah, we have one home game. It's the first one. I think it's like the 11th of August or something, which is wild that it's like a month away. Holy cow. Um, yep. Good grief. But, uh, but yeah, like we're definitely super excited for, for Chris here and uh, it's going to be awesome. could be any moment. I was actually like thinking to myself, it's like, there's, there's a small chance that he could be like, uh, no pod <laughs> you know, today. But, uh, but yeah, like we're super excited for you. Uh, we're expecting to. We actually just had another appointment today. Everything's looking good so far. So uh, that'll be interesting for the end of the year. It'll be it'll be an end of the season for us. So we'll figure that out. Um, I'm really hoping to make any and all trades I can to be able to continue to hang out with you guys and do football things. But we'll see. <laughs> it'll be a mystery to us all. <laughs> You'd have a, a tally on like a whiteboard or something of like the number of diaper changes that are required to exchange a pod. And I'm sure that it's going to be like yeah. stock market. It's going to go up and down sometimes. Pro- mostly up. But, yeah, the commodities yeah. market of our relationship. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that what is... Did, what did diaper changing and getting up for the kid that at that, that crying go for today? <laughs> In minutes of football game? Oh, man. <laughs> I remember when, when Alice was pregnant for our first, I, I floated the idea of us having um, basically a, a basketball scoreboard in the room and just like, you know how, how 
after jump ball possession changes, just that would be for the diaper. And then we could have the tally on there. Who ch- uh, you know who changed? And you know, she didn't go for it, but <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's I liked funny. it. I thought it was a good idea. <laughs> I've been I've been laying the the groundwork for for months. Like, um, she's been hanging out a little bit more with her friends, like doing girls' nights and stuff. And I'm like, you should keep doing that, like as fast as you feel comfortable with a kid. You know, you should go out, see your friends. I'll take care of things. Don't worry about it. And that's hopefully the like. I think it's really important, but I'm also like, and then hopefully maybe I can also do that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. But uh, I think that's, I think that's super important. So we're going to, we're going to figure it out together though. We'll see. But uh, I'm pretty sure I think the Rams games, highly sus Rams game, highly sus. Maybe we should like put that one as a probably not happening. I, mean, I think the then whole, there's several weeks after that. Yeah. So maybe I think the whole Rams out. team is highly sus at the moment. <laughs> like, <laughs> right now, that yeah. whole situation. <laughs> But Who I knows what they're going to be this year <laughs> because like it's so wild, right? So you have like uh, three games in eleven days um, with I think I forget what it is like the Browns something I forget what it is Browns something and, and Bengals I think um, Browns Arizona and Bengals maybe anyways but you have like three games in in eleven days and then like it's almost a month until the next game at home at least so I was like that's going to be a big like thing uh, and then after that it's like. A while but we'll see we'll see how it goes that could uh that could be up in the air as well so you never know you can't plan these things it's the number one thing i've learned <laughs> it's all it'll happen when it happens <laughs> exactly i think it is a cool thing though i mean you know family is another big part of fandom i mean i can at least speak for myself like it's always been a big thing for me i think i noticed at a young age when i did start getting interested in in watching sports particularly the ravens like you know i was yeah we were i was eight years old and like i noticed it was finally something i could talk to my dad about i was just like you know because it's too young to understand his favorite topics of you know the stock market politics and and tech you know at that <laughs> age so but then you know i started learning about football and it was just like it was kind of like a, a breakthrough i was just like oh man like we can really talk about this, you know, really talk about it. Obviously I didn't know the ins and outs. I could just tell him what I thought was exciting, but <laughs> you know, and, and you know, I'm, I'm sh- starting to share some small moments of that with my son. I mean, he's just going to turn three next month and, you know, taking him to the Orioles games a couple times and he's, he seemed to like it, you know, they got a little impatient last game we were at, but it was really humid. I think it was more so worried about that than anything um, and wanted to go in to explore the club level section. But um, yeah, I I mean, and you know, I could go on and and talk about, you know, I've heard plenty of stories about my grandparents and, you know, their family and going to to Orioles games back in the sixties and seventies, as well as uh, the NFL championship game back in, was it 58 when the, when the Colts beat the giants in, uh, in overtime. I believe so. It's kind of cool, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, having, you know, some connection to uh, to generations prior, even if it's not as far back uh, as you, know, c- you could go, but um, just something constant like that, you know, shared experience through the generations, I think, is, is something cool. I never thought about it that way, but you're definitely right. Like, I, I have thought about the fact that this fandom isn't like, you know, uh, didn't come from nowhere, right? Like, my, my family was into it. There's a lot of, like, of that influence around me. I mean, even growing up, you know, we knew each other, Peter, right? And like we were mm-hmm. together and like watched the games together on those little portable battery powered TVs. Uh, and um, yeah, like I think there, there's that aspect, but it's also like it is a kind of a bridge, like you mentioned across generations. Um, and in a way, like that might be one of the ways I first uh, like felt like an adult, but like converse with the adults. You know, it's a topic that I could like get yeah. into. So I think it's a, a pretty cool point. I don't know. Did you experience that with, at all, Chris? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually, uh, I was sort of actually kind of, I'm going to make a stupid joke the other way about like, it's one of the few ways you can connect with boomers or, you know, whatever generation <laughs> you need to connect to. You are, uh, you are right about that <laughs> to an extent, <laughs> but, but no, but no, I mean, I mean, to seriously answer your question, like, um, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I think I mentioned this before on the pod, you know, the, the big thing for, for, for for me, I think was my dad was a huge O's fan because they were really good when he was young, and so he loved watching the Orioles. Um, he grew up not too far um, northeast Baltimore, not that far from from the old Memorial Stadium. 
uh, where they used to play. Um, and it was he went to school like two blocks away or something. Um, so, you know, very, very kind of into that. But, um, but I mean, even my, um, actually my grandmother who just passed was, um, a, a very big, uh, Colts fan and, um, very, for very into football. And actually one of the, you know, memories I, I kind of look pretty fondly on over like the last couple of years is, um, she had never, never been to a Ravens game. Um, really like watching mm-hmm. the team, um, just was never kind of in a place physically where she could uh, be able to kind of be away uh, from her house that long. Um, and I believe it was, uh, I think it was last year, I think we finally ended up taking her to, uh, again, or maybe two years ago, but we finally ended up taking her to a game. Um, and it was, you know, my my whole family, my parents, my brothers, um, and my grandmother. And, uh, you know, it was, a, it was a great time. It was really nice, you know, I think, um, you know, seeing her after she was talking about how much fun she had and it was just like an amazing experience and the, the shared experience and, and, and the memories I think that you can create from some of this stuff will, will definitely last like a really long time. Mm-hmm. Well said, beautiful story. You know, I, I think we'd be lying if, if not, it's funny how sports teams are marketed. One of the things I think that does really help kids get into sports is the uniforms, the colors, the logos, like I can remember before I understood sports, I thought my favorite teams were the Minnesota Vikings and the Miami Dolphins because I liked their uniforms. They were cool. Oh, and, and the Toronto Raptors because they were the dinosaur team. Like this was my view of sports <laughs> when I was five years old. Um, but it, it's, um, you know, it's, it's funny. I, I feel like obviously when you look at logos around the league, the classics are, are always the one that get a lot of love, like the Yankees or the Packers or the 49ers, because they've been around for a while. A lot of winning is attached to them. Winning makes a uniform look better. Like I, I still say I think that the Browns have a good uniform because Jim Brown in the 60s, they, the Browns were dominant. Um, take that away, and it looks like total crap. But it's got that history, you know, <laughs> as far back as it is. But I, I think it's still you, – you can see the history when they wear it, even if that history is is very, very far in the distance. But – you know, it, it, it was interesting because we got into a little bit of a discussion on this in, in the Discord over the weekend um, over the Ravens logo and it, if it needs to be tweaked or not. But I think the Ravens, and maybe this is a biased take, but even as a kid, you know, even though it wasn't my favorite logo, I, I always thought it was it was a pretty good logo. And I think you can look at it, you can make it an argument that it's it's certainly in the top quarter, I think, of logos in the league, even though you'll never really hear anyone mention that because Baltimore doesn't really have a strong national backing. And the, the logo's really only been around since it was either 98 or 99. I can't remember when they switched, switched from that absolutely terrible winged shield logo. But <laughs> like, I don't know. Am I off base here? Like, is that is that a biased fan take or is the Ravens logo... The, the primary bird, like one of the best in football and maybe even one of the best in sports. Maybe I'm really going too far there, but I think it might be. I think it's S tier because there's a few uh, like very recognizable bits of it, right? Like the B inside the bird, pretty cool. I think it's one of those things where it's not that hard to draw okay, but it's really hard to draw like awesomely, you know, like perfectly. I feel like it's like a little, it has, it, there's enough detail to it where it's not like you know the Steelers logo like I could draw the Steelers logo pretty easily because it's like very basic like geometric shapes <laughs> not but, but a good logo I'll, I'll I'll give credit where credit's due I think the Steelers have a good logo uh maybe it's because of the winning <laughs> but uh but uh you know like I I do think the the Ravens logo is great I I talked about it in the discord I think you have to have the forward direction of the logo you know, I, I like the, the left to right logos a lot more than the kind of symmetric um, logos. And uh, yeah, and, and I do think it's a really good logo. And I don't think it's too hyperbolic to say it's one of the best in, in sport. It's pretty recognizable, too, in, in that, like, you're, I think most people, even if they didn't watch sports, you'd be able to look at it and be like, you know, it's a pretty like would be pretty close to like a raven or something like that like the i think the colors match it pretty well it's it's not like you know for example like i don't know what i'm thinking of like maybe like the falcons of that one's a little bit harder i think maybe to kind of recognize what it is like it's kind of generic bird sort of logo um 
you know, I think I think the Eagles are better. Uh, I think that one's a little bit more, but um, but yeah, sometimes like maybe a little too specific and not as like universal. But yeah, I mean, it's it's certainly a good one. I'd say you know, I, I think the you know thing for us too. I think the the color scheme is is pretty cool. It you know what? It, it's really like I feel like it's really Baltimore in a way, and in that like, and what I mean by that is kind of like unique. And when I, when I think about like the you know sports team colors of like the Baltimore teams, right? You have like purple and orange. You know, I, I feel like that's just almost quintessential Baltimore, just like this like eclectic uh, sort of like color schemes, but they work really well. <laughs> you know, I I think Peter, you're trying to getting at like more of like the you know kind of like marketability of like to 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 fans and stuff like that. I have to say, man, like they've really got to improve the like jersey color selection just in general. Of like it's so like it's relatively easy to find purple in in those things, but like, man, if you want any other color combinations for like anything, like it's almost impossible to get. It's not just jerseys too, but it's just like any merchandise. If I wanted to get like, um, I don't know, like an infant like you know, white T-shirt or you know black T-shirt with like the logo on it, like it's impossible to find. You just can't get any of that stuff. And she's like, man, they could really like really need to lean in all these colors and be able to like get all these different combinations. So many people will be want to buy this stuff. Like sometimes people aren't into purple, and I get that. I mean, you know, I may not agree with it, but you know, I, I get it. It's it's hard to you know, like I said earlier, it's you know, it's a it, it's it's an interesting color. You know, sometimes hard to match. So you know, let's let, let's get some let's get some more uh, different colors and, and things that we can customize stuff with. I'm so on board with the statement. I feel like. It was, I think, when they changed from Reebok to Nike, this all went to crap because the. Uh, I remember back in the day, you know, you wanted to buy a, a Ravens jersey. You know, you go to the store. There's a place in White Marsh Mall that had them, and they had them like all on the wall, and they had all the colors of every player. You know, like if if the player had a, a jersey, they had all the colors of it. So I had like a white Reed jersey. That was my first jersey, right? And then I got a black, like I I forget what it was a black not a jersey. You know, I, I, I like never got purple for a long, long time. And now like all you can really buy easily is purple. And then every once in a while they'll offer a black one. Every once in a while they'll offer a white one. White's even rarer now. I feel like white, you know, you might as well, you know. It's so hard to get. It's like Lamar it. and Tucker, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's like some back alley deals to get a white Actually, one. Actually, no, you know? no, you can't <laughs> even get Tucker because I wanted to get a white Tucker jersey and I couldn't get one. <laughs> yeah, you have to like go buy the custom one. It's way more expensive. And I guess yeah. like it's nice that you have that option. But back in the day, you could get any color. For any player, and I used to see the players all the time. I, I think white was a very popular jersey color back when we were youths. Not anymore. <laughs> That's so interesting. Yeah, I, I haven't been in the jersey buying sphere for a while. I, I I said I was done buying jerseys, and then week two, 2019, I bought a Mark <laughs> Andrews jersey because he was just beasting, and I was just like, of course I wanted the Lamar jersey. I was like, everyone's going to get a Lamar jersey, so I got to get something different. So I got a Mark Andrews <laughs> And haven't haven't gotten a, a New Jersey since then. Um, it is purple, though. It is purple. <laughs> but yeah, that's really interesting. Now, Peter, do you think that you get too old to wear a jersey? Is that part of your uh, your calculus there? No, it's it's um, it, it really just comes down to they're expensive. <laughs> they are very expensive, <laughs> and they I just feel expensive. like you know I, I I'm just like I, I'd rather just have a couple jerseys of of players I can wear that are like of any time. Like I'll, I'll get a new Jersey yeah. at some point, but for right now I've got Andrews, I've got Bolden, I've got Reed, I've got Mosley. If I ever want to bring that one out. Um, <laughs> that one was such so, a shame. I have him too. And I'm just like, ah, oh, this is a great pickup. Yeah. And then didn't resign. <laughs> well, that's yeah. why I got it. I got it. Cause I was just like, Oh man, he's going to be around here for a while. First round linebacker Ravens always. And then of course, you know, the NFL changes. And so, <laughs> yeah, that was another reason why I said, okay, I'm just going to stick to the Bolden jersey. You know, he, he, he was huge on the Super Bowl run, but then Mark Andrews just bowled out the first two games in 2019 along with Lamar, and I was just like, man, this is going to be a new era. I need to get one of those two, and everyone's going to get Lamar, so I'll get Andrews, and then, you know. Yeah, I think it was a great choice. I think Andrews is pretty well underrepresented, honestly. Um, so, good choice. Which is interesting because tight end's always been a, a fan favorite position for so long, but you know, I, I do agree. I, you see Mark Andrews' jersey, but I, I agree not as much as you think you would for all the Pro Bowls he's made and and how big he's been for the offense. 
Speaking of getting too old for jerseys, we had this conversation recently. I don't think you can get too old for go-karting. I, I heard that <laughs> Peter recently went go-karting. I'm Jones in the go go-karting. It's been a long time since I've gone go-karting, but I'm like, I, I'm wanting to do it. It's like my trade with Rachel. She wants to go to the beach, and I'm like not a big beach boy, but I was like, you know, they have go-karts near the beach. So I was like, oh, can man. I go go-karting? <laughs> This is perfect. This is perfect. All right, we've talked. We've talked for sports for a little under forty minutes. Now let's let's go off and just take this. This. If you're still listening to us, we're just going to go off the deep end here and just talk about what the heck else. But yes, yes, go karting. So I too am not a big beach person. I'm also not a big birthday person either. Like, you know, I I respect people who need to have lots of special stuff on their birthday. You live your life. It's just not not for me. But what I will do is like use that card to like go do something that exactly. I want to do. <laughs> so we were, um, last month, it was my birthday weekend. We were at, uh, we were at the beach. We went that weekend because the in-laws were in town. So they went with us and they were able to watch the kids. So my wife and I could go out at night and do some fun things. So, uh, my birthday was that Saturday. I did sadly miss the Adley Rutschman bobblehead day at the Orioles, um, for that. But she was like, well, what do you want to do with your birthday? I know you're not a big person on birthday. So I was just like, honestly, this is all I want to do. I want to go to our restaurant. We got a restaurant uh, down there that we love. We always go to at Ocean City. Free advertising uh, for Hooked. They're excellent. They're on like 60th something street. No, wait, no, no, no. Like 79th-ish. I don't know. You can look it up. Excellent seafood. We found them by accident one day like seven years ago. They've been back every year. It's a great restaurant. Never disappoint. I, like, I want dinner at Hooked. And I want to ride a go-kart. That's all I want for my birthday. <laughs> so, you know, I felt kind of silly about it because I was just like, man, I haven't ridden a go-kart since, you know, we were in high school. They went to that place down at that White Marsh back in the day, yeah. um, which I remember your dad being an absolute boss at. I don't know what it was. Your dad was like <laughs> super, he was always speeding around on those tracks. So I was just like, all right, you know what? We'll go. We'll see. Like, I knew that Ocean City had go-karts, but I never figured it out. What I found is if you go down to the boardwalk, there's something they have there called Jolly Rancher Land. Not Jolly Rancher Land, Jolly Roger Land, like the pirate. Jolly yeah. Rancher <laughs> Land is probably something at Hershey Park. Um, <laughs> probably. <laughs> so Jolly Roger Land, I never frequented because it's, it's full of like, you know, those sketchy rides on there that look like they're going to break, that they don't let you on unless you have proof of a living will and life insurance because like 50-50 <laughs> that you come out of there unscathed. Um, but what they also have there, in addition to those rides that, I ref- that are sketchy as hell, is they have 10 go-kart tracks, and they're all huge. So that's what I did. I went there, and their go-kart tracks were awesome. They had one. It was called, like, the Cyclone. It was, like, this big wooden structure, and you went, you twirled up on it. It had, like, five levels, and then you went across, and you twirled down. And then they had this giant speedway and another giant speedway, and they also had a spot where you could... Uh, where you could drive what looked to be actual Formula One cars. You need to sign a waiver and all this paperwork for it. So I was just like, ah, whatever, you know, just do the regular go-karts. Man, I felt a little silly going there as a 30-year-old, but man, it was so much fun. And like, I totally recommend everyone to go, go uh, next time you have an opportunity, go ride a go-kart, man. It's still fun. It's loads of fun. I had a great time. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I've only ever, I've only done the, uh, was it the Autobahn? Like the, yeah. the indoor ones, which I mean, now that, man, now that I've done that, like those, those were fun. Don't get me wrong. But like this other place is like 10 different tracks. Like that's way 10 tracks. Fun. No. And I'm, and I'm not shortchanging that now. Okay. So like one of them is the formula one, which did look really cool. Like I said, but you got to fill out a bunch of paperwork to do it. Yeah. Another one's like a kitty track. So like, you know, but, but there's at least, I did three of the tracks and there are probably like two or three others that I looked at afterwards. I was just like, yeah, I, I might want to go on them, but it's also like $20 a ride. So I'm like, you know, <laughs> I don't want to waste all the money on the go-karts and, and even, <laughs> you know, doing that. They give you, because the tracks are so big, you do four laps on each track and it's like a good eight minutes of go-karting each time. That's how yeah. big the tracks are. So yeah, I highly recommend next time you're in Ocean City, Jolly Roger Land go-karting. It's, <laughs> it's great. It, it sounds ridiculous, but it's great. <laughs> More free advertising dollars. <laughs> yeah. So that, here's another free advertising dollar. Recently, Peter had uh, a whiskey. He wants to learn more about whiskey. He had Elijah Craig and he liked it. <laughs> he was wondering what it was in the document. He was like, I need to learn more about whiskey. I don't know what I had on Saturday, but I liked it. It was Elijah Craig, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. I liked it. I don't Wait, know much about 
whiskey. Wait, so who? who, who wait, I, I feel like I'm out of the loop here. So who who was who was making Peter drink? Because this <laughs> listener for I listeners guess a, of the pod, mutual, this doesn't happen too. This doesn't happen too often. <laughs> a mutual friend is moving away, and uh, we went out to a bar, and uh, yeah, the, the, it was a really interesting encounter with this guy. Uh, he basically told us we had to get whiskey with him or something. Uh, <laughs> like it was it was very quite odd how it all went down. So. Uh, you know, we went right down the middle with like Elijah Craig and it was good. <laughs> the guy was like definitely looking to razz anyone he could find at the bar. Like everyone was, if you were going to engage with him, he was going to make fun of you and like, uh, yeah. you know, have a moment. He was fun. Interesting was, guy. It was fun though. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know much about, about whiskey at all. And I, I got a neighbor who's like super into it. And every time I see him, he's, he's just like, is talking about it. and I'm just like, man, I, I have nothing to offer here. You're giving me all these. You're saying all these words. You give me all these recommendations. I don't know what any of them mean, but like, <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole big wide world, man. You can really go down a lot of rabbit holes. It, it, it's not something you will conquer in a weekend. It'll, it'll be years of your life. <laughs> if I did conquer that in a weekend, that probably wouldn't be very good. I'd probably no, be checking myself in somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't. That wouldn't be good for you. Yeah, (laughs) it is inherently something that will take time. Right, we do not support irresponsible drinking on this podcast. (laughs) We're too old for that. (laughs) We are too. We are really too old for that. How true that is. Yeah. Although apparently, if you're my family, because you know, I I won't say that I'm very into whiskey. I do have a little bit, and I occasionally will have someone home. Um, I don't necessarily need to drink it on the rocks either. Like I'm totally fine with just drinking it neat. Um, but apparently that makes like my family think that I can just like drink under like so much more than they, I could just like sweep them <laughs> with like how much I can drink. I don't really know how that, that apparently came there. Cause like, I mean, I don't know. You guys know me like, like, I guess, I guess I will socially, but it's not necessarily something I'm like, you know, pride myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting take. Like drinking whiskey neat is like an indication that you can like pound it. Like, I don't know. I just like it. I like it neat cause it doesn't get watered down. <laughs> that's, exactly. that's my, that's my exactly it just ruins the flavor yeah you just yeah, gotta he, you gotta experience you know my brother over here just like can't take the burn you know and he's just mm. like uh, 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 <laughs> i can't do it like, <laughs> yeah you just like you, you do it enough and then eventually like oh yeah like now you can appreciate well, the, fir- it. the first sip is always you know a little bit extra you 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 there's like a method to it right like the first sip you're supposed to use to like neutralize your palate and then like the second sips when you're like start actually tasting it um and yeah like it's definitely um yeah it's good i actually was thinking to myself it's crazy to say this last year i got the advent calendar from uh, flavia or whatever their name is and it has like 25 whiskeys in it because i was having that whole like smelling conundrum i didn't drink it i was like i'm gonna wait and i just i never started it i feel like i have to start soon like (laughs) we're almost at christmas again (laughs) like not actually but you know what i mean like it's like they they actually recently they they do two a year and they like or maybe they're maybe they're already advertising the christmas one i forget i think they i think both are true actually they do two a year and they're advertising christmas one already and i'm like i haven't even touched my other one i have to start now (laughs) like everything's working i should (laughs) i should uh i should finally enjoy this thing all right. So wait. So like, what? What? Twenty five days from now is, is what? Is that the fifth of August? We got to figure out what what holiday you can you can start your calendar as a countdown to. Because there's a holiday every day now these days. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I definitely yeah, need to start soon. August? I don't think there are. If, if you if you look up holiday, there's so many hot. There's so many holidays. Like apparently on August fifth, there's National Mustard Day. <laughs> Count, drink down to go. that. <laughs> National Mead day. day. You can drink all the whiskey and then have a nice mead. Uh, yeah, no, 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 no. National Mustard Day. No, no, no. Okay. No, no, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> There's got to be something there. Wait, are, are, the, are the Orioles playing at home that day? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. You got to go all out, man. You got to give like a like a hot dog costume with like mustard and everything. And like, this is your holiday. Yeah. Like, that's... There's so there, there's something there. There's something there. Yeah. You got to go all out of the mustard, man. The mustard, man. Yeah. Because the fifth is a Friday and I'm 99% sure actually they play that day. I have a calendar that has like literally all the games on it. Uh, boom. Ye- yes. They play uh, the Mets. But uh, I can't go on the fifth. Oh, the fourth is also that the Friday's fourth is the Mets as well. But I can't go on the fifth because shameless plug for Alec Music Corner, Alter Bridge is playing and I'm going there. <laughs> 
<laughs> and that's like one of my favorite bands right ah, now. Ah, nice. So, um, Alter Bridge, Pawns and Kings was uh, one of their, mo- their most recent album. Very good. Not Prague, but fantastic was my note. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, this time Mammoth is not opening for them, which turns out is also an incredible band. Um, Eddie Van Halen's son, Wolfgang, is uh, the the creator of all of it. He on the album plays every single track, which is wild. Uh, <laughs> and then like tours with other musicians to help him play the rest. Oh, uh, I forgot. I forgot that was his band. Yeah, it's nice. super good. The songs are like actually really, really yeah incredible. I, I'm. It was one of those. It was the classic like ah an opener, and then you start hearing them, and you're like ah an opener. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you say that, but like we've also like had we've gone to like tons of concerts where like amazing openers. Like, I mean, oh that's yeah, how we yeah. found out about like Thank You Scientists mm-hmm. when they yeah. opened for Coheed. Like, Thank you, scientists. Oh yeah, no openers can be great. It's just like sometimes you're like, oh, I just really want to get to the music, and sometimes they're not that good. But other times they're like actually excellent. And it starts a whole new fandom. Boom, bring yeah. it back. <laughs> well, I mean, every good every good music act was at one point an opener, right? So mm-hmm. you know, if they're if they're good, and I mean. Wolfgang's been around music for a while. He's certainly carrying the torch well. And he's got his own style, too, which I like. Like, he's not trying to be his dad. His his style is very much more, I'd say, kind of a mix of of hard rock and alternative, kind of with a slight new age twist to it. It's pretty good. Um, really digging the, the new single that came out from that second album. I wonder, is his touring band recording on that album? I don't know. Yeah, I, I really don't know. I did enjoy in the music video for that uh, that it started out with with the the band that was just you know just him playing everything you know so his band of clones um, like they did for the single in for the first album and then he just basically fires all of himself <laughs> and then eventually you pick the the rest of the band just comes in and plays as the, as the video goes on it was pretty funny I don't th- it's not clear from the Wikipedia if the band plays on the second album yet. Because I guess it's not out yet and there's no liner notes. But I guess we'll find out soon. <laughs> uh, that album comes out in August 4th. Oh, next month. Very nice. Very exciting. Dude, well, one day before the before <laughs> the uh, second Alter Bridge concert. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, the, and, and Mustard Day. <laughs> mustard Day. Man, you right. have to get a hot dog and just douse it at the concert. There you go. All right, here, I'm going to do a quick hits. These are, these are Alex musical recommendations this is like literally <laughs> four years of the pod uh like backlog i like looked at the last four years these are the albums i recommend and there's a high density of things i've gotten into recently because i think that's what i remember best um maybe i'll, I'll revisit this topic if it's popular uh, <laughs> i think i'll lead off with i think porcupine trees album after so many years of hiatus closure continuation was absolutely phenomenal super good album and honorable mention is stephen wilson's the future bites uh, Stephen Wilson was off doing his solo stuff for a long time there, and a lot of it's really cool, but it's very different than Porcupine Tree, uh, but it's all good stuff. Now we're going to get into the Mike Portnoy uh, you know, cinematic universe of music. Transatlantic's The Absolute <laughs> Universe was awesome. Honorable mention to The Whirlwind and Bridge Across Forever. Even though those albums didn't come out during the time of doing the pod, I listened to them back then, and it was awesome. And Winery Dogs 3, I think, was their best album yet. Uh, Winery Dogs is like classic rock trio just like jamming and riffs and solos and jazz and it's, it's fun uh big big train in general they're like music making machines they recently had a death of their singer which was really sad but they have a new singer and they're starting to tour and i think they're still gonna make new music again but uh they just have so much good music and then a band that i thought had like completely lost it because they've been doing it for way too long yes has returned to greatness with mirror to the sky an absolutely like incredible album, which I think is like, you know, a peer to albums in the past. Uh, you know, we're talking the seventies and, uh, they had some good albums too. Even like, I, I really liked, uh, fly from here in 18 or no 13 and 13 fly from here was awesome. I kind of went into the wilderness for a little bit, but I think this last album was like absolute gold. And, uh, yeah, those are my recommendations. I don't know if you guys have any, uh, musical <laughs> recommendations. I was going to say, I mean, I can't remember if we brought up on this pod before the the origins of this. I mean, I'm sure we probably have, but I guess for any any new listeners or anybody who hasn't heard this already, but uh, but Alec and I, when we were in uh, college together, uh, ended up doing a show called The Prog Rock Block. That was our podcast, original OG podcast um, that we did for a couple of years. Um, mm-hmm. 
you know, and uh, it's actually how we, well, at least I got reintroduced to Peter, um, uh, was was from bringing him on. Um, so yeah, the, before before the Ravens, actually I shouldn't even say before the Ravens because I mean we've been loving having shared music interests and interest in the Ravens for about the same time I would have to imagine. Um, but you know, before we did this podcast, we did that podcast. So uh, yeah, many years we were talking about whatever uh, awesome stuff we were listening to. So. But uh, but yeah, I'm, I I really want to actually I want to check out the Winery Dogs one. Um, I haven't had a chance to listen to a lot of their stuff recently, but um, uh, I do remember. Um, what well, wasn't no, it wasn't Winery Dogs. Who did we go see? We saw I guess Flying Colors was probably the last concert I saw with you guys with Portnoy, and mm-hmm. uh, that was pretty incredible. I really like that show. Yeah, Flying Colors. I didn't make the list because I don't think they've released an album. Maybe they did. No, they did I don't think so. I don't think so. But mm, no, 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 no. They did. Yeah, because that was uh, that was 2019. Yeah, that was um, okay. fall 2019. So that was that was released yeah. right around um, just before we went to the show. Yeah, Flying Colors um, is incredible. I mean, and then there's like, I mean, Dream Theater's come out with stuff since then. They're awesome. I mean, there's there's lots of good music, man. Just gotta find it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> there really is a lot of a lot of good, like really good prog in the past few years has come out. Um, uh, you know, our, our music tastes intertwine so much. It's like, like everything you've listed is is great on here, and I agree. Um, really big shout out though, I think to uh, to the Alter Bridge album, man, Pawns and Kings. I will say, like post Alter Bridge three, I kind of like. There's not too much that really grips me on there. So like, I wasn't really expecting much when they said they were recording another album. But man, I remember it was it was this month. It was it, it might. Um, that they released that that single that literally the 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 title um of the the album pawns and kings man and that thing just floored me when i when i heard that that was i was like this is the most inspired i've i've heard them in quite a while i listened to that song on repeat for like the rest of the day and then they released silver tongue and and then the rest of the album was absolutely rocker man that was that was the biggest surprise for me of everything you've listed here cuz i i just for me personally, I, I you know you might feel differently, but for me, I, they kind of went down a direction musically that was I felt less interesting than their first three albums. But their last album, man, that one really hit. And then the only other one I'd add that that you don't have here on um, just as we started the pod, twenty nineteen was when uh, Thank You Scientists, another band that I thought was kind of out of the out of the woodworks. You know, we saw them open for Coheed back in twenty fourteen, and they were such a surprise. And their first album was so great, but then. The second album, man, it's got it has Mr. Invisible on it. That might be their best track ever, but then the rest of it was really nowhere near as good as their first, in my opinion. But with with Terraformer, they came back, and that was really strong. Uh, they released a short EP in 2021 during the pandemic, which was good. It was just short. It was like only four tracks, and one of those tracks is only two minutes long. So especially for you know a prog oh, yeah. that's, that really sticks out. <laughs> it's a yeah. great tune. It's a great little diddly. And it's like now their show opener now, you know, when we saw them back in August and I saw them um, do a shorter set as, as part of a, you know, three, three band show back a couple weeks ago, they opened it with that too. And they went, just went straight into a, a new track, which was pretty killer. Hopefully they release a new album soon, but um, yeah, I really interesting and really kicking myself that we didn't see him in 2019. I know we were talking about it, um, cause they did a show in DC, but I hadn't, uh, heard anything from that album yet. Cause I just completely lost touch with them and I'd saw they had a big lineup shakeup. Um, it just, a lot of things seemed like they were going in the wrong direction, but they rebounded strong and they're making a very interesting style of music. You really can't like pin down what their style their music is. Like they do jazz stuff in there. They do rock stuff in there. They do kind of punk stuff, alternative stuff. It's like, it doesn't really have a genre, you know? <laughs> I can't really pink it down. I couldn't tell you either. There's a lot of syncopation. I mean, it's just, it's them. It's very them. Like, I, I have no comps. It's them, and Maybe yeah. that's just my <laughs> lack of, like, musical experience. Be like, oh, there's certain, surely there's a band doing something similar, but, like, I have no comps. <laughs> it, is, it is very unique, and uh, that's what I, I like about it. The answer is there probably is, but just, like, you know, I think to, to, to some listeners, maybe a lot of listeners, like, the bands we've talked about are, like, kind of obscure, like this band, thank you, scientists is obscure among these obscure acts. Like, <laughs> they are, they didn't like. I don't think we would have ever found out about them if, if they hadn't 
opened for that show we went to. And I would have been sad because like they're so much fun. But And it's also yeah. one of those bands that like no one is just like moot on thank you sciences it's like one of those things like if you heard them and they hit they like attached for you like it's it's game over you probably like really liked them because every time i have met someone and like somehow thank you sciences comes up as a band that's cool it's like a moment where like oh my gosh you know about them yeah they're awesome <laughs> you know like it, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's we were, like when we were at the show i think we we, yeah. we left the show we left the show it was like uh was two years ago right and uh you know, we left it and we, we met these like two other guys. I'm like, oh yeah, how'd you get into them? Like saw them over for Kohe. I'm like, yeah, we did too. Like, it was, it was so <laughs> right. yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that's, it's, uh, it's, honestly, it's weird. It's weird origin. how the network kind of like yeah. continues of like, you have these fans that like will show up, you know, I don't know. Like, I, I guess with sports, you kind of expect it, right? It's just like, you know, everyone, you know, there's, there's only so many teams, you know what I mean? But like bands, like there's so many bands of people like doing music all over the place and you know you don't have to be like a professional to be able to make music so to have you know these you know kind of like the same people going to different shows years apart and you know coming back to the same moment is pretty insane fandom man it's a beautiful thing it is a beautiful thing do you want to wrap it up with that i think so Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. I got a oh. lightning, lightning round, lightning round. Um, <laughs> I, I want to get, I want to get your guys' opinions on this. So we're talking like just all over the place, like what things we've been listening to recently. I want to know what show you guys are. If there's a really great show that you're watching recently, and I'll go first because I've been watching this uh, for this this past weekend, The Bear season two. Um, the Bear in, in general, I think, was a like, fantastic show. Love season one. It's on uh, Hulu, I think. Um, season two, amazing. Really great television. Um, I just, I, I watched like the, was it like their hour long episode, uh, which is kind of going into the backstory of the, the, the family of the main character. Oh my God. Incredible. So many cameos too. It was just, love it. Absolutely love it. Man, I actually haven't even heard of this show yet. So yeah, I'm either. I'll definitely put on the list of, of stuff to watch. I will say again, we talked about you guys going into parenting. Streaming shows are so great for early <laughs> parenting because like, you know, usually if you sit down with, with your wife at your kids are asleep. You're like, we got no time for a movie. Like we, we had so much of our, our, our evening, you know, chewed out by putting the kids to, to bed, feeding them all that stuff. But the streaming is, it's like perfect. It's like, you know, episodes are anywhere between 30 minutes to an hour. It's like, it's like perfect. So I'll definitely put this on the list. I'll have to see if it's one that I watch with, uh, with Alice or not. Cause we certainly, we have shows where our, our tastes intertwine, yeah. but not always. Although I, I, I do at, at some point we're going to sit down and like, I, 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 I told her like, you have, you have to, I know you don't want to, but <laughs> severance was so good. You have to. Oh watch my gosh. It. Yes. <laughs> Do you want Dude, to do I mean, to me? <laughs> we can both do it, man. I mean, like, there's so many great things that I could. There's so many great streaming shows I could. I could talk about, you know, because we'll, we'll see what happens with this whole writer strike thing. And and once the companies realize that they're not actually making money off this endeavor, but it's produced so much great content. And I really think, in my opinion, the best content that it has produced is called Severance on Apple TV Plus. Man, that thing, man, I am I am so excited to watch it again. Um, and it's, it just blew me away. I, and what was crazy about it to me was like, I, the only reason I, I started watching was just cause I kept hearing about, you know, some people talk about it on podcasts I listened to and stuff like that. I'd seen the trailer for it and it, it, I think it was marketed poorly cause I don't remember what I thought it was going to be because I, what it turned out to be was, was so much different. And man, by the first episode, I was just like hooked by it. And the, the plot, the characters, the cinematography, man, I feel like, you know, I'm, I won't pretend to be an expert in that, but I feel like, you know, anyone who's going into film or anything should just like, could have a masterclass on that thing with, mm-hmm. with what they did with that. I don't know, man. There's just so much I could say about it. And, and the fact that every episode was better than the last, and then you get to that, that last episode, man. <laughs> God, that last episode, you're on the edge of your seat for the whole thing. It was so fast and so brilliant. And so crazy because the show starts out so slow and then it just ends. You crash into a brick wall, basically. <laughs> and already going in for a rewatch, too? No, not yet. I, it's on the list. So, right for because, like I said, I, I want to watch it again with Alice. I watched it, I want to say March through April okay. of this past year. 
and like when I finished it, I was just like, like I was like, Alice, like you don't have to watch anything that I watch that you don't want to watch, but this, I'm telling you, you will like it. I, I, because th- I, I seriously think you will, because yeah. of how good the plot is and the characters, yeah. and there is some yeah. humor in it too. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. another thing. Like she really likes to watch stuff. Like she, if there's not humor, it's a tough sell, which I get. You know, the humor is a little more ironic and dark in it, but you know, there's there's definitely humor right in there. My guess is we'll watch it sometime. You know, in the winter, because I f- I don't know if you guys ever feel like I feel like there's certain shows that you watch at a certain period of time. I think that one's definitely one that that is more of like a winter slash spring with the tone and everything in that one. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also making our way. So part of the deal was like for me to watch that, I had to watch some show with her that she really liked. And we're making our way through uh, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel right now on Amazon prime, which has actually been really, really good. Um, that one's really well done. Uh, pretty funny. Um, it's also way longer than severance cause there's been like five seasons right now. So we're oh, making wow. our way through that. But oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was going to say to your point about the seasonality. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like the only thing for me is basically just like, when am I going to have more time? But to be honest, like, I don't like community. I can watch literally anytime, anywhere. And I will love it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's like my number one show of all time. Like I've, I, I've watched, I've probably gone through like six rewatches or something like crazy. Um, and then I like, we'll put on episodes just because, <laughs> but, uh, but but yeah, aside from my like ridiculous fandom and uh, support for that, Alec, what 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 are you watching besides uh, Severance? Well, sure, I mean I'll I'll say real quick about Severance is like I've actually I have done the rewatch because when we had a coworker staying with us, I mentioned I I don't know how it came up, but I was like oh yeah Severance was really good. I think he's like I haven't been meaning to watch it. I was like well you want to watch the episode? You know? He's like sure. So we watched the first episode. And he's like you watch another? And like it's like kind of late, and I'm like yeah. <laughs> So we like we do that right, and and he's like leaving in a couple of days, and he's like we gotta finish Severance, and I was like yeah no kidding we gotta, we gotta do it. And so and as you mentioned Peter, that last episode's so good. We both looked at each other. It was like, it was like already midnight. And we're like well it'll only be one. <laughs> we finish it, <laughs> and we're like oh, yeah, man. like we're doing it. That's funny. I did like the exact opposite approach. I did it like I I let every every episode sit for at least a week in my mind before I did. It was like, it was my Thursday night thing for nine weeks, I guess, because nine yeah. episodes. That was just like, well, I, I look forward to it When so I first much. watched <laughs> it, I did the same thing as you because like, we actually were watching relatively live. Like, it was, I think they always release like two or three episodes right away to kind of get you in and then right. they do yeah. weekly after that and I think we got in around like week six. So like, by, by the time, or maybe like week five. So like, by the time we like caught up, um, we like had a couple of days or something. Maybe, maybe we did just end up watching it like kind of weekly anyways. And like kind of made like, Oh, the Thursday night we'll watch it. I, I forget exactly how it went down. I know we watched, I thought we watched the finale in real time, but maybe not actually, maybe not. So anyways, yeah, it was awesome. And, um, yeah. And then I would, I mean, I would definitely pull out the stop for Ted Lasso. I mean, I think yes. the last season was excellent and, like everyone talks about how good Ted Lasso is it's kind of like ties together with the sports. It's like, it was so much fun. <laughs> it, it is everything that you want to see. And I have positive news, Peter. We did finally start shrinking like literally last night. And I think oh. it's going to stick. I think it's going to stick. I'm so excited. You'll have it, a great time with it's it. It's a little bit months yeah. of me like filibustering for it. <laughs> and like also watching other things, but I, I think it's finally happening. <laughs> that one also really i mean apple tv plus man they, they got so much good stuff on there but yeah i mean of, of what i've watched i think the top three favorites right now number one was severance very close second was ted lasso and then i think third was would be would be shrinking i mean gosh jason seagal and harrison ford and the entire cast are just are just a hoot in there and i, I think as you can see from the first episode like it's it's a hot mess they, they, everyone in the show is just crazy and it, it's just great <laughs> Well, yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed our uh, our our drifting conversation that is us uh, when we're just chilling and chatting with each other. Kind of learn a little bit more about the things we're interested in, and you know, we always talk about football, but sometimes the show's not about football. You know, it's about life and a shared experience, and that's a, that's a beautiful thing. So you can find us on Twitter at WomanyPod. You can find us on Threads at WomanyPod. Uh, you're doing you're doing the Threads thing. And uh, you can email us, onewinningpod at gmail.com. We'll be back when we get back, but we'll be back for sure for the preseason. We'll be ramping up, but, you know, maybe we'll do a... Actually, there's been some chitter-chatter of doing some collaboration shows. So 
keep tuned. We'll get back to the football very, very soon. Go Ravens. I did have a seltzer. I had I had peach seltzer, um, but then I drank it all. Or I do have a double duck pin in the, in the garage fridge. Well, I had a beer while cutting the lawn, so that's why I'm like, I'm not having a beer for the pod. I already have Oh, uh, okay. I'll grab a seltzer. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Wegman's Peach. Wegman's Peach. I think Wegman's has a great store brand seltzer. They really do. It's, it's great. I only ever <laughs> buy it. Yeah, for a while they weren't. Uh, the peach and orange pineapple were only in the bottles. You couldn't get the cans. I mean, this is probably a couple of years ago, and it was like the worst because I think, in my opinion, like peach and orange pineapple, like by far the best. By far the best. Yeah. Are you recording, Chris? Uh, locally, no. But all of that is on the pod if we want to add it to the episode. Now yes. I'm recording. It's on It's on the Zoom recording. Never forget. Okay. Um, I don't know. We'll see. We're <laughs> Sponsored by Wegmans Seltzer. Not currently drinking it, but it's good. <laughs> I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of free advertising dollars in this episode. Pretty much so. Just talking about whatever. 